developed its vaccine in less than a year. 60 Minutes got an exclusive look at the labs outside New York City where the research was conducted with the German company BioNTech. Catherine Jansen heads vaccine research and development. I took this very personally. I wanted to find it, beat it, find it down. I was... Uh, Nothing else mattered. The American death toll has now passed 300,000 since the pandemic began. Now that he's secured his victory with a majority of electoral college votes, President-elect Biden is criticizing Republicans and state attorneys general who backed President Trump's legal challenges. It's a position so extreme we've never seen it before. A position that refused to respect the will of the people, Refuse to respect the rule of law and refuse to honor our Constitution. Mr. Biden heads to Georgia today to campaign with Democratic Senate candidates. They're bracing for the possibility of widespread power outages and whiteout conditions in the Northeast tomorrow night. Meteorologists are describing the worst snowstorm to hit places like New York and Pennsylvania in two years. CBS is David Parkinson. The major cities are looking at 5 to 10, the near-end suburbs 10 to 16, and then the farther out places into central Pennsylvania, that's where you're getting to that two feet. The system is bearing down on the plain states today. Pinterest has settled a general discrimination suit uh, brought by its former chief operating officer for more than $22 million. Francois Bruger claims she was fired for speaking up about mistreatment. Two and a half million dollars will go to charities that support women and underrepresented minorities in the tech field. S&P futures are up 27. Dow futures ahead 172. This is CBS News. These days, better nutrition and stronger immunity are essential. That's why Eggland's Best gives you and your family more, so we can all be at our very best. Only Eggland's Best. I'm Dr. Stork. Today, stronger immunity and better nutrition are more important than ever. That's why Eggland's Best gives you and your family more. Compared to ordinary eggs, Eggland's Best provides six times more vitamin D and ten times more vitamin E, all helping you maintain a strong immune system and better overall health. Plus, you get all that farm-fresh, delicious taste. These are no ordinary times, so why choose an ordinary egg? Only Eggland's Best. Better taste, better nutrition, better eggs. Right now, Allstate has almost as many ways to save as there are types of music. Save for being a new customer. Save for driving safely. Save for driving less with paper mile insurance. Visit Allstate.com or contact your local agent to get a quote. Find out how much you can save today. Allstate. Now that should be music to your ears. None available in every state. Savings based on your base and just controlled by Zen Otherwise, savings vary based on how you buy. Subject to terms and conditions. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates with Quick Illinois. Here's a drone with firepower. A wasp problem has had folks in central China's Zhang County up in arms. So they've taken the fight to the skies, teaming up with a volunteer group that conducts research, rescue, and other emergency work. After raising over $12,000, they bought a drone, secured a gasoline tank and arm-length nozzle to it, and have turned it into a flamethrower. With the flip of a switch, the drone spits bursts of fire onto a hive. 11 down and more than 100 hives to go. Jennifer Kuiper, CBS News. Smokey Robinson is apologizing for a mispronunciation that's gone viral. He video messaged a fan at the request of her son. They want me to wish you happy Chinooka. I have no idea what Chinooka is, but happy Chinooka <laughs> because they said so. Anyway, God bless you, babe, and enjoy Chinooka. Have a wonderful time. The 80-year-old music legend says that in the spirit of 2020, he's ready for a do-over. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. We've all heard it. Eat healthy. 
But what does eating healthy mean? Sure, there are countless diets out there, but they contradict each other. Yet all experts agree we should eat a diet rich in fruits and vegetables. Whole fruits and vegetables are the perfect fuel to power the cells in your body, giving you the stamina you need to handle your day-to-day -day activities. And that's what Balance of Nature is. Whole fruits and vegetables delivered to you in a convenient capsule form for only 22 cents a serving. Our proprietary blend has no additives or fillers, just the full nutritional value of 31 different fruits and vegetables. Balance of Nature provides you with a natural energy boost without a caffeine crash, a 3 o'clock slump, or an early bedtime. Experience the Balance of Nature difference for yourself by going to balanceofnature.com or by calling 1-800-246-8751 and use discount code FRUITS. You've heard of dairy butter, peanut butter, almond butter, even apple butter. But I bet you've never heard of pepper butter. Over 30 years ago, my parents got a recipe for this non-dairy butter and turned it into their own perfect recipe. Everyone that tried it loved it, so we wanted to make sure that everyone gets to try this delicious product. Ted's Pepper Butter now has five flavors. Sweet, original, jalapeno, habanero, and ghost with inferno coming soon. We put this stuff in and on everything. Burgers, brats, dogs, chips, marinade, pizza sauce, salad dressing, deviled eggs, meatloaf, tuna salad, egg salad, burritos, and chili. And it's great for vegan foods as well. It makes bad food tastes good and good food tastes better. So check out our website where we have t-shirts, grocery bags, and more with 50% of the profit from the memorabilia going to fostering and adoption services. We also now deliver to the Athens area, so don't pay $8 or more for shipping. Just have us deliver it every Wednesday. Remember, the name is Ted's Pepper Butter, and don't forget to check us out at tedspepperbutter.com. You can find Ted's Pepper Butter at Pharmacy, Rockbridge Flea Market, and check us out at tedspepperbutter.com. From our family to yours, everything tastes better with Ted's Pepper Butter. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year from Seeing Hardware and Outdoors. We wanted to thank our loyal shoppers for supporting us in a very stressful year, so thank you. And we wish you a happy and healthy 2021. When shopping this holiday season, remember to support local businesses like White's Mill, Floor and Moore, Friendly Paws, Ohio Valley Running Company, and of course, Seeing Hardware and Outdoors. Merry Christmas from our family to yours. Hi, it's Randy and Boots from the Auto Smarts Radio Network. And why should you listen to our show on this station? Well, Boots is a man of many talents and has knowledge you won't believe. Just listen. Hey, Boots, what's your favorite thing to talk about? Cars. Rick Ocasek was the lead singer of what band? The Cars. What was Gary Newman's biggest selling song? Cars. Who was the all-time leading scorer in Notre Dame basketball history? Cars. That's right, Austin Carr. Anything you'd like to add? Cars, cars, cars. 57 Chevy. Cars. That's Auto Smarts. Friday afternoons at 106 cars. on 970 WATH and 97.1 FM. That's a 57 Chevy. Cars. 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 The dictionary defines a classic as something of the highest quality and outstanding of its kind. At McDonald's, we define a classic with two juicy 100% pure beef patties, tangy pickles, chopped onions, and melty American cheese. Now at McDonald's, get two McDouble burgers for $3 and add a basket of fries for $3. Delicious combination that can only be described as ba 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 Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item available at regular price. Hi, folks. Bruce right now with Right Now Auto Group. It's time to close the book on 2020. Right Now Auto Group has a novel way to help you do just that. So before you start booking any engagements for 2021, start this next chapter of your life with a visit to Right Now Auto Group in New Lexington.
enjoy browsing our inventory. At Ride Now or Auto Group, you'll find new vehicles from Ford, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram, and a great selection of used vehicles. We can match anyone's price on new vehicles, experience a hassle-free environment while working with our friendly staff. Our sales team will work to find the vehicle you want, and our finance department will work to get you a great deal. Call 740-342-5146 for your VIP appointment today. Visit us this weekend in New Lex, or see all the cars at RideNowAuto.com. This is Bruce Ridenow with Ridenow Auto Group. We want you to ride in our cars. In our 71st year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. Sunshine out there just booming uh, through our windows. Still headed up to a high of 37. Yeah, that's real high. Oh well, it is what it is. Hey, we got a special today. Caitlin Thorne, the uh, editor of the Athens Messenger. She's our guest today. On the leader, 970 WATH. All right, beautiful morning out there, and uh, still I had to scrape the ice off the, uh, the windshield and all that sort of thing. Good morning, Caitlin. Good morning, Dave. How are you? Welcome. I'm glad you're here. Listen, um, uh, I don't know if you've heard the show before, but we just have a good time. So uh, just good. relax and enjoy being here. Well, tell us about your background. Where Where are you from originally? Uh, well, originally I actually was born in West Virginia, and then my family lived in Coolville until I was oh. about four years old. Yeah. So yeah. even uh, some local ties, huh? Yeah, so I do have some of those local ties. I have some early, early memories of Athens County. Um, and then uh, when I was about four years old, my family moved up to Michigan, where I spent uh, all of my life until January when I moved here. <laughs> now, Michigan's uh, a big place. Zero in a little bit. Yeah, um, I was in Gladwin County, so that's uh, in right in the middle of the Lower Peninsula. Okay. So some people call it Upper Michigan, but it's, you know, not really that. It's <laughs> not really that north. <laughs> um, it's a small town. Sure. Uh, and, yes, yeah, so I grew up there and uh, then went to college at Central Michigan University. Okay. Now, before we get too far, your, your parents, what were their backgrounds? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. My parents are both from uh, Fairmont, West Virginia. And uh, my mom spent her career working as a secretary for the local high school in Gladwin. Mm-hmm. And so she got to work with all the students, and she really enjoyed her job there. And then my dad uh, was a uh, manager at um, St. Gobain, which was a plastics company. They oh, yes. did like, medical-grade tubing. Sure. So yeah. um, you br- brothers and sisters? Yes, I have one older brother. His name is Brian, and he lives out in Boston. He's a engineer, audio engineer for Bose. 
Oh, so, oh that's a great yeah, company. He's he's in yeah, a good so, position, sure. Well, tell yeah. me, uh, so uh, education, you started to say. Yeah. Um, so I attended Central Michigan University, uh, home of the Chippewas, so yeah. fire up chips. <laughs> um, and I studied photojournalism and art there. So they have a great journalism school, uh, similar to you know the Scripps School here at OU. Certainly, really good programs. So yeah. Now you mentioned, you mentioned uh, photo. Uh, photo. Um, you know we have an amazing photo department here as well. You know, mm, and yeah. um, uh, so was that your first love initially in this business, the uh, the photography thing? I would say so. I uh, got into taking uh, photos when I was in early high school. My mom bought a nice um, uh, SLR camera, and an old Nikon, yeah. that she would uh, take photos at all of you know my brother and I's high school events. Um, so eventually, I started taking the camera more than she did. I, I get <laughs> it. Yeah. I would take the photos, and in high school, you know, I would always make my friends, like, do fun little photo shoots around town with sure. me, and uh, it just really kind of fell in love with the medium. Well, you know, um, it's all changed, of course, with digital and oh, all absolutely. of that, but uh, I tell you, the, the place I loved being the most was the dark room. And oh, yeah. Now, I was a, a shooter, and I say that. Um, term, um, I, I think you'll understand being in the newspaper business. Um, mm. I was a shooter for the Columbus uh, Citizen Journal years mm. ago. And uh, so, you know, I used to say that uh, all I did was uh, take pictures of handshakes and dead bodies. And, <laughs> you know, yep. and uh, it was, there was very little artsy about it. Um, now, mm -hmm. photojournalism has really grown over the years, and there are some, you know, papers, you can name them, I can name them, around the nation that are mm -hmm. particularly known for that. And, yeah, um, absolutely. golly, uh, that's, and that's what our photojournalism here in, uh, of, or what I'm trying to think of the name of the school, or not the school, but the program, um, oh, well, here at Ohio University is so well known for. We have some amazing photographers all over the nation that started here. Well, yeah, um, yeah but digital has changed things, hasn't it? I loved the darkroom. Oh, yeah. The, the, my first class, I'm probably one of the, I'm, I'm 31, so probably I'm one of the last, like, uh, age groups that my first photo class was on darkroom. Yeah. Yeah. You know, everyone, pretty much every university has switched over to digital unless they have a specialized uh, class now. Um, but that was my first uh, photo class was in the darkroom, and it was just so much fun getting in there and developing the photos and learning how that whole process works. So CMU, right? And you graduated yes. from there, and have you had anything additional? Uh, I have not. Um, okay. I've... Uh, and just been working since then. Well, that's 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 a lot of additional experience, and let's <laughs> let's move on to that. So, your first professional experience. Um, my, my first professional experience in the industry mm -hmm. was uh, at the Record and Clarion in Gladwin, Michigan. It's a weekly newspaper. It comes out on Wednesdays. Uh, and small town newspaper, just you know, a 
one reporter and an editor and then, you know, salespeople. Uh, so just real small operation. Um, interestingly, we were, we're owned by the same company that the Athens Messenger is a- and the Athens News are a- owned by. APG, so. right. Yep, APG, exactly. Um, so I started off as a reporter there. I was part-time. And uh, that was my first real experience, and it was it was fantastic. I got to I mean I think my first week I went I started in December, and this is December in Michigan, so mind <laughs> you, lots of snow. <laughs> so, yeah. Like my first week on a job, I had to go out to cover a pretty bad car accident and take photos of it. So it was kind of like trial by fire there immediately. Mm-hmm. The um, and since then, let me. Have you just really always been associated with APG? Yeah, actually, I've I've uh, worked for two papers now, and they're both the APG papers. I I mean, I worked for a student publication while I was in college, but mm-hmm. yeah, so professionally, just APG. Well, um, even though you, you know, what did you say? Four years of age, you were in this region. Um, mm-hmm. Now to return to it uh, at your present age and all that sort of thing. What what what's your impression of Athens and the whole region? Oh gosh, is I mean nothing like I remember to be honest. I had very vague memories, um, but I did grow up going back to West Virginia to visit relatives for holidays. Mm-hmm. So I was familiar with um, all of the you know hills in the region and. I was very much looking forward to getting to experience that just on a casual, everyday basis here. And I've just been absolutely blown away by the beauty of the area since we've moved here. It is remarkable. It is. Oh, it's absolutely gorgeous. And I just love that within five minutes of leaving my house, I can, you know, be out hiking in a gorgeous area, you know, with hills and nice trails and just really have that experience of um, just kind of living the outdoor lifestyle. Where I was at before, if I wanted to go hiking, it was a, I would be driving for a couple hours to get to anything that had any sort of incline on it. You know, everything was flat around <laughs> us. Right. Well, what, what about, uh, let's see, do you have a family now? Uh, I have a husband, and his name is John. So he, we got married in 2019, so he, First year of marriage, we moved. <laughs> How about that? Uh, and what's yeah. his? What is his? Uh, uh, shall we say profession? He um, actually graduated with a psychology degree uh-huh. um, last year, so he has been looking for employment since he uh, got to the Athens area. But yeah. uh, you know, it's it's the pandemic, so he's still looking. <laughs> right, and. Um, uh, that's sometimes that's something you can do in a private practice, but more often Absolutely. it's associated with, uh, you know, uh, some sort of, um, uh, well, uh, organization. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So yeah. um, that takes a little time. Now, um, okay, so editor 101. Okay. <laughs> what does an editor of a local newspaper do? Uh, well... In my, I can't speak for every editor, but in my case, uh, just a day-to-day basis for me is 
checking to see what the news of the day is, you know, looking through emails, looking through uh, press releases from, you know, local police stations, uh, the local um, institutions and organizations like the hospitals, the universities, the schools, all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and just really prioritizing what is the important things that need to get out that day. Um, and I communicate with a, a reporter about that to make sure that events are being covered, um, photos are being taken when they need to be, and then when a reporter writes stories, I go through them, make sure that they're all good to go for prints, edit them, and then I do a lot of writing myself. Now, when you watch movies about uh, newspapers like... Um, mm-hmm. Um, what's that one about, um, Watergate and all that stuff? Mm, yeah. Um, uh, you good, not, not, not a few good, then that's something else. Um, it's, in, anything that wait a minute, head. Scott, I'll turn your mic on, Scott, I'm sorry. Is it all the president's men? That, that's right, thank Yeah, you. all the president's men, that's it, thank So, you. <laughs> you know, you see this picture of a little conference room, and there's about, uh, six or eight guys or gals, uh, sitting around the table, and uh, they're pushing uh, this story, or the editor is sort of saying, "Well, we got to hold off on that a little bit," or you're, you know what I mean? The, is yeah. is that a real life situation in in a in a paper such as our size? Um, at times, certainly, uh, there are there's communication on a daily basis between myself and the, and the reporter, and if they have a story that they're working on or like, hey, I want to kind of dig into this, uh, they'll present it to me and I'll give them a go-ahead to pursue that or I'll say, hey, no, we have um, something coming up, so let's hold that one for next week. You know, so those kind of conversations do have. It's really a collaborative environment. Um, You know, there's a, a certain tendency for reporters to want to dig up dirt, right? I mean, it's just, uh, I think the media has done a lot to bring that about and stuff like that. But, well, we are the media, aren't we? But uh, you know what I mean. And I have trouble sometimes telling my people, just relax a little bit. You know, the life, Mm -hmm. things aren't as, um, as terrible as you want to make them. You know what I mean? Mm Mm-hmm. And, and here we're going through this really tough period right now, of course, with the whole coronavirus COVID thing. And, um, you know, I, my news people, um, some of them want to just take off on that stuff. And, and mm-hmm. you have to just sort of hold back sometimes. I mean, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, you're not right or wrong either way. Um, it's just style. What yeah. um, what what is your style? Well, I think there is definitely that perception that you spoke about about people wanting to dig up dirt, as they say. Uh, as journalists, you know, are always looking for the dirt on people. I think that is a bit of a stereotype. Yeah. Um, I think that uh, I mean there are certainly journalists that fall into that category, but I think uh, here at the Evans Messenger. We we aren't specifically, that's not our goal, to find the dirt on people. Our goal is to tell the most factual story. Mm-hmm. 
So if um, there is a story that, you know, there is something that people would consider dirt, whatever that may be, um, that needs to be told, you know, that story will be told, but it's not our goal to make people look bad. It's not our goal to, um, you know, bring up something juicy or however you may want to word that. Um, but we just make, there, there are important things that the community needs to know about, uh, when stories pop up. So we certainly don't shy away from those things, but it is not our goal to dig up the dirt necessarily. That's right. And, um, but it still makes a lot of reporters, um, you know, they want to be, uh, oh, I can't think of a name right now, but. They want to follow the movies, you know, and yeah. be, be that standout guy that discovered this and brought it to light sure. and all of that. And a guy or gal, of course. Well, um, so um, describe your day. What time do you arrive at work? Uh, I normally get to work around uh, 10 o'clock in the morning. Uh, so we have a small newsroom. It's just uh, the people who report to the newsroom every day out on the editorial side or just myself and a reporter. So we kind of do a split shift to make sure that someone is always there to answer the phone mm-hmm. while office hours are intact. So I take the little bit later shifts. I'm there from 4 until, you know, nearly 5 or later. Um, so, or sorry, 10 till normally 5 or later. So, so to speak, uh, what's, what time does the paper get put to bed? Um, that does vary every day, but, um, so we print on, uh, it comes out on newsstands on Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday, so that means Monday, Wednesday, and Friday are production days, and... So we try to have everything done as early as possible. Sometimes that can be, you know, as early as five o'clock. Sometimes it's pushing a little later till seven. Mm-hmm. But we try to get it in as early as we can. Now, with the, uh, you know, when I came to town, the paper was seven days a week. I think maybe it was mm-hmm. six, but um, yeah. whatever it was, um, the industry has changed and. Um, you know, our industry here in broadcasting, it has changed. Uh, there are so many other opportunities, but uh, fortunately, we just keep making things uh, interesting. Now, the the whole Internet stuff, um, mm-hmm. that that is um, what you folks have had to, and ourselves as well, get involved in. And so that's the more immediate stuff, right? Mm-hmm, sure. And um, has your staff, um, well, you've, okay, let's back up a notch. I didn't ask you this question. How long have you been on the job here in Athens? Oh, um, yeah, I started in January of 2020. Okay, so just about a year. Yeah. Okay, now, um, when you arrived, I'm sure you had some observations. Did you? Mm Mm-hmm think, uh, gee, this station, I'm sorry, this station, this newspaper could be better at this or that than they are presently? Were there areas you you saw kind of focused in on and said, I want to make this better? Yeah, I mean, there are certainly things that I, I, uh, when I got there and I saw the way things are 
are going. I saw some things that I loved, and I saw some things that I would like to adjust. Sure. And, and I don't mean anything against the former editor. I'm just talking about um, everybody's leadership is is different, and it's it's good that yeah. way. So, Absolutely. what were what were a couple of things that uh, particularly caught your eye? Uh, well, one of the things was um, actually the design of the newspaper mm-hmm. um, itself, just like the physical print edition. Um, that was one of the uh, things that I spoke with the uh, publisher about uh, before, prior to uh, coming down to Athens was they were looking to do a redesign. And so I had a lot of ideas for the redesign that we debuted this year. Um, so that was uh, pretty much my big project for the year. Um, upon first getting here is just seeing what works and what needs to be kept for the paper um, for redesign and then seeing what we can add to make it a little bit fresher, a little bit cleaner and more modern. And so we worked on that and I uh, just I spoke with the staff, I spoke with some community members and uh, just got some feedback with different designs that we did, and then we eventually implemented that. Now, the the internet. You know, I know people go to our web pages. They go to our uh, uh, shucks. I don't know all this stuff, but uh, uh, Facebook, um, all this stuff that we have here at the station. We can also mm-hmm. track how many people are listening uh, and where they're listening from over the Internet rather than just using a radio. Um, sure. Now, you know, we have a pocket of listeners in Las Cruces, New Mexico. What's that all about? Or Bogota, you know? What's that all about? I don't understand it. But when you look at um, your social media and your Internet presence and your way of distributing news frankly, a little faster than just printing it. Um, what, what, um, how, do you, how do you go about with a newspaper doing that? I, I didn't say that well, very well. We, what our ultimate goal, if there is a story that is more important for readers to uh, get access to rather than just waiting for print is we get the story completed, we put it up on our website, and then as soon as it's live up on our website, we'll, and we want people to see it if it's important. Like, you know, earlier on in the pandemic when there was a lot of different um, orders coming down from the state for the, um, uh, the restrictions and things like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that. Um, so one of the those stories. Once we get them written and put on the website, then we'll post it to our different social medias and trying to drive that traffic to the website to make sure that people have access to it as soon as possible. Now, um, um, just for kicks, um, let's see, I've got 33 employees here. How many you got? Uh, well, that's a little bit difficult to say because there's actually uh, two different newspapers housed at um, the building in the plains that the Athens Messenger is located in. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also we do the printing there, so the print press sure. um, employs uh, quite a few people. And, um, and should, I, should, I, should I add that the printing facility also prints other projects, too, besides yes, just absolutely. your two papers? 
in the two papers, folks, just just to clarify, the Athens Messenger, which is three days a week, and then the Athens News, which is once a week, right? Correct. Okay. Now, sorry to to interrupt there. Oh, you're you're good. So, Um, employees. Employees, uh, editorial-wise, I have a team of uh, myself, a reporter, a sports editor, and then a photographer. So that's just on the editorial side of things. Mm-hmm. And then beyond that, there's a sales team and, and paginators who are actually laying out the paper um, on the computer. And then uh, it goes out beyond that. So I'm not sure in the building how many people we have. Now, editor. Um mm-hmm. You know, one of the things that um, newspapers have had taken some pride in doing over the years, their history, is to mm-hmm. editorialize. Mm-hmm. Now, um, I frankly, um, my wife is a far more religious reader of your paper than I am. Um, mm-hmm. Just forgive me. But <laughs> the... Um, you know, I could probably turn to her and say, okay, what what editorials have you seen recently? Editorials. That's where someone such, such as yourself has written a, an, a column or an article or something and also expressed an opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, was that being done before you arrived? In the, uh, What I'm saying is in recent history. I don't know recent if uh, the most recent editor uh, did a weekly column or not. No, um, you I, are. But in the past, yes. And, you know, I think that's cool. Oh, well, thank you. Now, how do you go about, you um, see, have you been doing it like every Friday since you arrived? Or did it take a while to get going? It took a while to get going. Um, I that was that was one of my goals that I wanted to do when I got here uh, is to do a weekly column. Uh, but you know, as as uh, with starting any job, it took it took me a bit to get you know my feet under me to make sure that I knew what I was doing and what needed to be done to make sure everything was taken care of. And so I I placed the my weekly column and editorial as kind of lower priority on the list just because I wanted to make sure the newspaper was a quality product we were putting out before I worried about that. I get it. Um, Yep, so... But now it's it's solid, right? Yeah. And and how do you go about thinking, um, like, do you have 50 topics floating around on a scratch pad somewhere or in your (laughs) mind that you want to eventually cover? Or does it just sort of pop up? Uh, there are things that um, I've, I'll think about and I'll write down an idea, um, but I don't have like a running list of topics. Okay. Um, it would be it'd be nice if I did. I, <laughs> I should take the time to do that, but um, right now it's just you know whatever is popping up that week. Um, I've had some reader suggestions of things of like. Uh, earlier on, I was writing some columns about different things around Athens County that I was exploring and discovering for the first time, yeah. and my thoughts on that. So I had some readers suggest to me different places to go visit and look and give my opinion on. So I did, did that um, and explored uh, 
at them basically through the column that way. Um, and then more recently, it's just been about uh, whatever is going on at the time. Like my most recent column was about holiday shopping and how due to the pandemic, uh, you know, a lot of local businesses may be struggling a bit right now. So supporting sure. local businesses through your holiday shopping is a, a great thing to do. And, you know, buying gift cards and all of that is uh, a wonderful way to support businesses this holiday season. Well, now, uh, forgive me for not knowing the answer to this. Um, mm-hmm. Your predecessor uh, was here quite a while, Monica, right? Uh, no, the editor before me was Tyler Buchanan. I'm sorry. Monica was the publisher a while ago. Okay. I got it all goofed up. But anyway, okay. Um, so, okay, who's the publisher today? Mark Cohen. Okay. Um, well, that that all destroyed my idea. Um, <laughs> that's, that's okay. So these... Um, do you ever feel like you have to get somebody's uh, approval on a column topic? Uh, that hasn't come up yet, actually. Okay. Uh, my relationship with my uh, uh, publisher is actually uh, pretty straightforward. Um, I make the decisions editorial-wise. Uh, if there is something that he has an issue with, you know, he'll bring that up to me, but that's very few and far between. Sure. Um, so... Now, um, the reason you're on the air is because my next-door neighbor uh, mm-hmm. read a, a, a column that you wrote, I think two or three weeks ago, called Hillbilly Elegy? Uh, yes, about the Netflix movie that came out, the adaptation of the book. And uh, so tell us about that column. What, uh, what provoked oh, you, or what, uh, what, what good or bad yeah. was it that uh, caught your eye? Well, that, that column came out of uh, just actually my personal social media presence on Twitter. I uh, follow a lot of journalists and a lot of people actually from uh, the Appalachian area that were speaking about the new Netflix movie, Hobiliology. Um, and now, now, forgive that, me, I don't know a thing about that. So, okay, that's fine. Um, you know, I'm lucky to see uh, 90 Day Fiance. I guess I don't know. Uh, um, so tell me, what um, what was that movie? Was it uh, um, very critical of the the Appalachia or what? Yeah, well, it's a um, adaptation of a memoir by a author called J.D. Vance, um, and it, it's just his personal life story. Uh, he grew up uh, um, in Ohio, but his family was from Kentucky, and so he he talked about the struggles of his family growing up, and a lot of the struggles um, derive from poverty and drug use, and a lot of people who have not read the book or, read, or, sorry, or seen the movie um, have uh, characterized it as being uh, like kind of overarching for the Appalachian experience um, and so therefore a lot of people in this area have taken uh, taken issue with that since it's not even where it's set um, and I I just I knew a lot of people were writing kind of reactions to this in different 
newspapers and different online publications. Uh, and I had someone tell me that I should write one for the Athens Messenger because some of our audience might not be online where they're seeing these uh, reviews. Sure. And so it'd be nice to have one in print for our area. So I did that. And I watched the movie and I just I wrote a column based on my experience watching it. And I just kind of compared it to um, my own experience that I share some similar life things with the um, main character, being that I have my parents and family that were all from the Appalachian area, Mm -hmm. but we moved, and so kind of like, you know, we're a little Appalachian expats, basically, but I would not consider myself Appalachian because I did not grow up here, and I did not have that experience, so I cannot claim it as my own, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't drink to do so. I, you can't. I can't tell someone else's experience, you know? Of course. Uh, so I just kind of uh, talked about that in the column of that it's not, I don't see my family in this um, piece of work. I don't see my family that grew up in Appalachia in this piece of work, so it's not necessarily representative. So, you know, it, it very well may be representative of his own growing up experience. Uh, to our listeners, once again, folks, I've done um, a poor job of uh, reminding you who our guest is today. <laughs> and uh, Caitlin Thorne has uh, been with us here uh, this hour, and, and we've got, uh, I don't know, 16, 17 minutes to go yet. Caitlin is the editor of the Athens Messenger. Now, do you have any role with the Athens News? They're commonly owned uh, now. Yep. We are owned by, both owned by APG, uh, and the, the newspapers are pretty uh, separate, but we are sister publications, and we're housed in the same building. So we do have a wonderful working relationship. Um, the so, editor of the news, Sydney Dawes, and I work quite well together. Um, if there's a story that involves something that we would both be covering, you know, we have open communication to make sure we're not uh, you know, writing the exact same thing and uh, wasting, you know, staff resources I, that way. So, uh, To my friends, Bruce and, um, oh, shucks. Anyway, the originators of the Athens News, forgive Mitchell. Bruce Mitchell and... Um, Susan. No, no. Guy. Yes, Guy, Guy Phillips. Phillips. There we go. Yeah. Uh, to those people, I apologize if I uh, say something wrong here in a minute. It used to be that the Athens News was a little more controversial. Mm. Um, you know, the messenger was kind of facts and good stories and that sort of thing. And then the Athens News would take sort of a, uh, could it be this is wrong? Could it be this is wrong? Could You know, that sort of yeah. thing. Um, how would you describe the purpose um and I don't want to get you in trouble, but what would the, what's the purpose of each of the papers? They're both owned by the same organization now. Yes. We are both owned by the same organization. I think the Athens Messenger, I can speak to you, my paper's purpose, and that's to report the news of the current time in Athens County and to tell that um tell that story and to record it uh, to just make sure that we are getting the most factual up-to-date information to the readers of Athens County so mm-hmm. that things are, uh, you know, preserved for history and 
people know what is going on and so we can have the most informed audience possible. Um, the Athens News, I well, I do not want to speak for them since it is not my organization. I would assume it's a very similar uh, mission for them. They want to, uh, you know, tell the story of the community that they are serving as well. So, but I don't want to speak for them. Yeah. Um, you published presently Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, right? Correct. Okay. They are on Wednesday, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Um, uh, well, I don't know. I was going to say, doesn't that... I'm trying to think how you... You know, how each is able to shine. Oh, okay. And be unique. Yeah. Yeah, um, well... Athens News, uh, they do focus, tend to focus more on the city of Athens, while we are, you know, more covering the entire county. So those are two different uh, ways of, you know, having a bit of a niche there. Um, and we, um, the Athens News, they do tend to focus a bit more on university and things going on like I said within the city and so um, we do have open communication between the publications to make sure that we do have our own identities now um, if if you read anything about the newspaper industry uh, mm -hmm. nationwide for that matter probably even internationally speaking and they say there are challenges today that they've never had to face what, what are they getting sure. at um, I think just challenges of uh, the day versus, you know, previously in the news industry, um, like you were talking about earlier with the Internet. Um, the traditional news model, some people uh, are a little bit frustrated by it because they want their news for free online, but that's not functional for many newspapers because mm -hmm. you still have to pay for a product. I always compare it to, um, like, wanting to see a movie. You don't go to the movie theater and expecting to see it for free because you can find it to download somewhere online for free. You know, so newspaper is very similar. Um, it's still a product that's being put out, um, but because of the internet, a lot of people get frustrated when they can't access things for free. So I think that is probably one of our larger hurdles at the moment. Well, I, I'm thinking back on your movie example. You know, there's something about going and sitting in a theater. Mm -hmm. um, the big screen, the great sound systems, um, you know, the popcorn and the soda. Um, you know, and, and just truly focusing on one thing for mm -hmm. two hours or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, that, you know, I don't care what you do at your home. You can have the biggest TV in the world. It's not the same. Sure. And, um, well, anyway. What, um, okay, so I kind of uh, fouled up here a little bit. Columns. Mm -hmm. I want to go back to that. Okay. So, um, um, this same neighbor told me there was another column she was going to clip out and give to me, and I... Um, I don't know. We just didn't touch base before this interview. 
So name some of the topics you've covered recently besides the hillbilly elegy. Okay. Well, um, as I mentioned um, previously, I wrote recently about shopping local. That's and right. And then I've also I've written about um, uh, around Thanksgiving. I wrote an article about being thankful um, and thankful for uh, everyone that's doing what they can to protect everyone from COVID-19. And in that article, this is a fun, lighthearted read for the holiday. I listed top 10 Thanksgiving dishes and invited the community to tell me what their list would be. And yeah. I think that's one of the things that can be fun about a column well, is sure. just to do, uh, every once in a while, do a little bit of fun community interaction. Did a lot of and, people interact? Did they call or write or drop yeah, their notes? Yeah, I out? actually did respond. I did receive a few emails uh, yeah. regarding that, and some people told me, oh, I don't like your choices. Here are the, <laughs> here are the good choices. Yeah. And, so, and I, I love that. So, cool. um, And I had some good interactions off of a column I wrote back in um, February, I think, I, and this was before I started the weekly column, but I just wrote, earlier on I wrote a few one-off columns, and one of them was about... Um, driving around some of the uh, more rural roads around here yes. that are um, a bit hilly and curvy. And, um, oh, I love it. Was, oh, it is so much fun, yeah. right? I, I, I enjoy the scenery and kind of, you know, taking the curves and looking around while I'm driving. It's, it's, uh, it's an absolute blast. But, I get it. I get uh, it. Yeah. Yeah. So what about it makes um, me a little nervous at first. <laughs> Well, about that. And you have to remember if somebody's in the car, you know, you don't want to get them car sick or anything. So you go a little slower mm -hmm. and and that's nice because you see more, you know? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Well, what is, um, so name a couple topics that you've um, maybe thought about writing about but have yet to do it because of one thing or another. Oh, gosh. Oh, hmm. That's a good question. Uh, well, I don't mean to put you on the spot. No, 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 you're good. You're, okay. you're all right. Like I said, uh, sometimes it does come down to just whatever pops up that week. Um, I've uh, thought about writing uh, columns more about uh, going back to exploring the area more. Um, trying out different hiking trails. I haven't been up to um, uh, Hawking Hills yet, and I know that's obviously a big thing in the area, um, but I have not been up there yet. So I thought about writing kind of like an experience column of going up to Hawking Hills for the first time and taking that hike and just kind of talking about that. Um, I, well, uh, of course, there's dozens of different trails up there. And, yes. um so, I mean, you could have one that you like, and the next one you might say, eh, that's okay. But, sure. you know, that's like life, isn't it? Mm-hmm, absolutely. Mm. Um, I've, uh, we had a piece in the newspaper on Tuesday regarding um, our reporter went and got COVID tested um, at the free testing last Saturday. Mm -hmm. um, or Friday. Whenever the testing was, I think it was right, Friday. Right. Um, in Athens, uh, so she wrote just kind of a, you know, how the testing goes and all that stuff. And I also have been tested a couple of times at the different 
experiences like? Because um, I think a lot of people are getting tested right now, but some people are still a little nervous that they have to get tested. So I thought about writing a column about what the experience actually feels like. Well, you know, it's um, I've been tested several times as well. And uh, always pleased to hear that it's uh, negative. Oh, yeah. And, um, in fact, uh, Scott was just pointing out here that there's a testing set up today up in uh, Nelsonville. Or, no, wait a minute. I'm sorry. In partnership. Oh, it's at the Nelsonville York High School from 10 to 2, folks. So um, uh, keep that in mind. Now, um so let's say it's 10 years from now, and I'm, I'm not trying to push you out of the community or anything, but, you know, what are some dreams that you would still like to do that maybe are available here, but they also might be available somewhere else? What, you, what would you like to do during uh, uh, future accomplishments during your lifetime? Oh, gosh, there's so many that I would like to do. Um, obviously, one that a lot of people... You know, goals a lot of people have is they would like to travel more. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's just in personal time. Um, prof- if you're speaking professionally, I... You know, your, have f- your phone seems to be going in and out a little bit. Oh, um, okay. Just make sure it's right in front of your mouth. Okay, go ahead. All right. I'll see if this works a little bit better. Oh, that's better. Um, yeah. Perfect. Um, what I was saying, I'll repeat it just in case it cut out before, is that I, like uh, many people, would love to travel more. Sure. Um, I would love to see different more uh, different places around the world, travel to more countries. Um, but if you're speaking on a professional level, I have always had a lifetime goal of publish- publishing a book. Um, I do uh, creative writing in my spare time. I do have a novel I'm working on right now, so really? I would eventually like to see if I could get that published. Can we even pry a little bit? What? Can we pry in a little bit? What, <laughs> uh, it's a fantasy top? novel. Um, a fantasy novel. Okay. Yeah, and I, uh, I uh, won't tell you the plot right now. Uh, it's not okay. quite at that stage. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, it's a fantasy novel, and I've been working on it for a couple of years, and I have, uh, I think, around 80,000 words written. So... Got a, got a good amount, and so we'll see and where just, that goes. But. Just for uh, purposes of uh, explaining to people, uh, eighty thousand would be what? A third of a book? A four? A half? A what? Uh, depend. Well, if you think of um, the length of the novel *The Great Gatsby* by okay. F. Scott Fitzgerald, that book is about fifty thousand words. If that gives you a so picture. Your, so it's, your eighty thousand is over the mark at the moment. Yeah, it's okay. definitely it's definitely enough for a novel, but um, <laughs> okay. some fantasy novels are quite lengthy. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, um, listen, I uh, we haven't met in person. I hope to do that soon. Um, Absolutely. But um, it's been great to have you on the air. What what are the few goals you've set for the paper that uh, the whole staff has to respond to, and uh, to make it uh, yet better? Um, I think probably the next thing that I would like to work on is um, expanding our social media profile. Mm -hmm. So if anyone is on different social media platforms on that's listening, you know, go ahead and give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. 
right now we're primarily utilizing on Facebook, but I would like to uh, kickstart our Instagram and Twitter, and I think that's uh, great. Those are great tools for newspapers to use. So I want to make sure that we're really hitting those hard. And um, you say now both papers are running out of the building there on Johnson Road? Yes. Okay. It's a great facility. Oh, it's fantastic, yeah. yeah. Well, um, how many papers, um, to your knowledge, does APG operate? Um, well, APG is divided into different regions around the country. Um, in the Ohio region, I think there are six or seven papers. Okay. Um, and that includes the newspaper that I originally worked for up in Michigan. And then do there, are they newspapers everywhere or do they have other enterprises too? Um, there are newspapers everywhere. Um, the newspapers around the country, um, uh, let's see here. Name I one think, far away. Name one far away? Yeah. Um, okay, so we have newspapers as far out as Washington. Uh, the state of Oregon. Washington? The state of Washington? In Oregon, in the state of Washington. Okay. Yep. So there's there's newspapers out on the West Coast, Montana, Utah, Idaho. Nothing in Wyoming, yeah. I hope. <laughs> I don't see anything in Wyoming. Okay, just checking. Um, that's a joke. Only my audience would understand. Okay. Um, but anyway, uh, I went to college in Wyoming, and um, so I love to tease Wyoming. Oh, gotcha. Um, okay. <laughs> Well, listen. Um, oh, actually, there is some in Wyoming. I oh, no. Hey, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> it's a moisture bubble. <laughs> Wait, so what city? I'm curious. Um, it looks like there is uh, Laramie. Laramie's where the Laramie. college is, yes. The okay, university. and then Rawlings, Rock Springs, and Cheyenne. Okay. Well, they got four papers there. Yeah. How about that? Well, Okay. <laughs> Uh, Caitlin, thanks, and keep up the good work, and uh, let's, let's meet you. sometime soon, all right? I, thank you, and I appreciate you having me today. It was a I great bet. conversation. Okay, thank you now. Bye-bye. Thank you. Have a good day. Bye. All right, uh, let's see here. What time is it? Uh, 9.59.02, 03, 04, so not time to do really much of anything other than uh, remind you of this. Um, where did it go? The, right here. The test? Yeah. Okay, so... Uh, if you go up to Nelsonville York High School today, between 10 and 2, so we're going to start here in less than 30 seconds, uh, they have a testing, a free pop-up COVID-19 community testing event. It's being run by the Athens County Health Department. And um, it's free. It's free. And I guess that's it. So, a mask. Wear a mask, yes, that's right. Yes. See you tomorrow, folks. In our 71st year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. This is CBS News on the Hour, your home for original reporting. 
I'm Deborah Rodriguez. There are more coronavirus vaccines on the way for Americans. This morning, the FDA signals its review found Moderna's inoculation safe and effective. CBS News medical contributor Dr. David Agus. There should be an additional 5 million or so doses released of Moderna very quickly after approval with many more million to follow. Approval is expected as early as Friday, a day after Pfizer rolled out its vaccine, 400 additional shipments have begun arriving at hospitals and medical facilities. This morning, nurse Maritza Beniquez became the first person in New Jersey to be inoculated. As a woman of color and a Latina, I know that we are three times more than likely to suffer the catastrophic effects of this disease. So for me, it has been important to receive this vaccine, not just for me, but for my people that I love. California has shattered another single-day COVID case record with more than 42,000 L.A. County Public Health Director, Dr. Barbara Ferrer. If you're not playing by the rules to put it down, at this point you're part of the problem. Uh, and you're contributing to the distressing increases that we see in cases, hospitalization. A day after the Electoral College handed Joe Biden a decisive win, President Trump is tweeting about tremendous problems found with voting machines. He claims that he took a landslide victory for him and reduced it to a tight loss. Republican Senator Mitt Romney tells CBS this morning. Clearly, if one pushes long and hard, once you've lost, you've lost. Move on. Look, I've lost. I lost in 2012. I didn't like losing. But you have to acknowledge. And move on. President-elect Biden campaigns with Democratic Senate hopefuls in Georgia today. A little boy turns up with the drop-offs at a second-hand store in the South. Police in Memphis, Tennessee have arrested a man after a two-year-old boy was abandoned at a Goodwill store in neighboring South Haven, Mississippi. Antoinette Smith is the child's mother. If I knew that, I said I wouldn't have left my baby like that. Smith says she left the child with a male friend who claimed the child would be taken care of by his sister. The little boy is safe in the custody of Children and Family Services. Jim Crisula, CBS News. Parts of the Mid-Atlantic and Northeast are getting ready for a winter walloping. CBS News meteorologist Jeff Berardelli says there's a major snowstorm on the way tomorrow night. North and west of the major cities, so northwest New Jersey, Pennsylvania, the Poconos, the southern Catskills, through southeast New England, likely to see anywhere from 8 to 16 inches of snow, and the higher elevations could see as much as 2 feet. Widespread power outages and whiteout conditions are expected. Dow up 120 in early trading. This is CBS News. CBS News Radio is your home for breaking news. With our team of reporters around the country and the world, we give you the coverage you can trust. To celebrate State Farm's surprisingly great rates, we gave this song surprisingly great lyrics. Dr. Andrea Russo, a cardiologist. Maybe you're waiting to talk to your doctor right now. But if you're having an irregular heartbeat, heart racing, chest pain, shortness of breath, fatigue, or lightheadedness, don't wait. This could be a serious condition like atrial fibrillation, which can make you about five times more likely to have a stroke. If you're having these symptoms, don't wait. Talk to a doctor by phone, online, or in person. Brought to you by Bristol.